You're listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we look at questions and topics that are related to our faith in Jesus and the way that it plays out in our everyday lives. In this episode, we're talking about the question, why is the church apolitical? And what I mean by that is CCC, if you read our distinctives, says that we are specifically apolitical. So why is that? What what does that come from? Why is that a part of our church's DNA and identity? Welcome into Church Unplugged. Welcome into Church Unplugged. I'm Jimmy Cozy, part of the leadership team here at CCC. I've got with me the rest of our leadership team, Joe Coffey, Zach Wyrock, and Stacey DiNardo. And our question today is, why is the church, and what I mean by that is specifically CCC, why is CCC apolitical? So uh, if you've taken our our membership class, which we call our reimagined class, we talk about a number of different things in that class. But one of the things that we cover are our, what we call our distinctives, which are a few things that are true about us. And one of those is that we are apolitical, which means that we don't weigh in politically. We don't have political opinions or align ourselves with any particular political movement. That's not always the case with churches across the United States. So why are we that way? And what does that mean for us? That's our starting point. The important place to start on this one is to say there's a difference between being apolitical and speaking about issues that the Bible speaks to, right? So being apolitical doesn't mean that we never talk about or make application to particular societal or cultural or legislative issues as it makes sense to do so. So an example of that would be we did a series on the Ten Commandments, and I personally preached the Sixth Commandment sermon, Thou Shalt Not Kill, and made a connection based on that commandment to abortion, right? That wasn't me being political. That was me bringing the Word of God to bear on a particular issue at the time. So just want to make sure we understand that, that apolitical means we don't align ourselves with candidates or political parties yeah. or political platforms, nor do we feel a burden to weigh in on every political issue, but in so much as when we teach God's Word, it intersects with various yeah. things. Yeah. We're not afraid to say so. Part of that is is specificity, right? I mean, <clears throat> one of the problems with uh, bills that go through Congress is that what it seems like the bill started out as has different things added to it, added that to it, added to it. That would never happen. It's yeah. always exactly what it says. <laughs> right. And then, uh, and so if you don't, you know, do something that the Bible speaks about very specifically then chances are you're aligning yourself up with a political party or a political platform that is not completely biblical, right? So that's a there's a danger there. I guess I don't know if we are apolitical, uh, mostly because of the danger that's involved with being political. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if we're if we are saying we're apolitical, I mean the starting point even could be saying what are we for? And we are for the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are for the Bible being, you know, inerrant in the Word of God and putting that in front of people constantly. And so that means that those things are first and foremost, and we're not, yeah, aligning Yeah, one ourself. of the difficult things about <clears throat> politics now, and it probably has been true for a while, I just have not noticed it in its most virulent form until now, is that a lot of people feel like politics uh, can be a savior of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you want hope for America, if you know, if I were to yeah. say that uh, Jesus was apolitical, or that Jesus would not be a member of one of our political parties today, I know of people that would just go on both sides of the aisle. Yeah, that, that's ridiculous. Of course he would, right? Because right. they connect to the the whole political that that politics will save us. I and mean, it goes back to the square triangle, triangle square, like. 
Uh, the world was made to be a certain way. It's broken. How do we really feel like it'll be fixed? Will politics, will a particular president or a particular platform, uh, yeah, group in power, will that fix the problem with the world? Yeah, I think I would just add to that too, that, that I think that's absolutely right, that people have a, they're putting a wrong hope in politics. I also think it's true that in the us and them climate, people are uh, explicitly and implicitly being encouraged to categorize everyone they know. Right. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. So are, is my mom a good guy or a bad guy? Is my coworker a good guy or a bad guy? Are they what's wrong with America? Or are they who's going to fix America? And I think in that climate, people are inclined to say, which one is my church? Yeah. Right. Which one is my church? So I don't hear a lot of complaints about us being apolitical, except from those for except from people who maybe have a disordered uh, hope in politics. Yeah. And I think some of that just comes from if you listen to political talk radio, if you watch political shows on television, that good guy, bad guy, us, them dynamic is just being you're being discipled into that. Yeah. And there can be this emphasis in where do I place my church? Is it is it good or is it bad? And and you can't say you know, you can't be neutral. You gotta pick a side because there's only good and there's only bad and there's only and I think that drives a lot of angst towards a church going, ah, we we don't exist in an us versus yes. them yeah. world. We reject that paradigm. We exist in a world in which Jesus is king and has given us a mission to reach and disciple as many people as we can. And so it's just a the paradigm of of the the political climate is different than the one in which we operate in, and, and therefore we don't take sides. Yeah. And way. whether or not America is thriving with a political leader or whether or not that we are not thriving with a certain political power in place. Like that's America being our hope. We can be... We can still be patriotic without existing in a place where America is thriving and completely in a wonderful, wonderful state that we would agree with. But yeah, it's interesting. I, in my own, my personal Bible reading right now, I'm in the Minor Prophets. Ooh, wow! What a, yeah. What a, <laughs> yeah, but everything, uh, everything that's happening to every nation is attributed to God. Yeah, everything. And I think you know, here in America, we think, oh no, we. Yo, know, we we are chosen by God. We're blessed by God. Somebody's getting in the way of that blessing. Wait a minute. Let's yeah. stop that. And I think spending some time in the Minor Prophets has been, <laughs> yeah, a bummer. But a bummer. wow, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, God yeah. is sovereign. That's why yep. you know whenever I've talked to somebody who is uh, you know who talks about they a lot, you know, yeah. um, and that's kind of a part of the whole conspiracy theories that are going out there because of they. And I always think, you know, whoever they is, are, I don't know, uh, God is above them. So right, right. don't worry about they, just worry about God. Yeah. I think there are a number of other reasons too, why it's important to be apolitical to come to mind right away. The first one is that, uh, you know, we, we want to also kind of stay in our lane a little bit. I mean, the yeah. people we tend to hire are people who are trained in theology. Uh, that's our background. That's our expertise. I mean, if, if someone said, I have a heart condition, and you know, one doctor saying I should take medicine, and the other doctor saying I don't need medicine, I just need exercise, what do you think, Pastor? I would say, I think you don't want to listen to someone like me talk about heart conditions, right? right? So I think, to your point, Joe, about, again, part of the political 
climate today is to reduce everything down to a tweet or a yeah. soundbite yeah, and make right. it so simple, right? But actually, many of these things are incredibly nuanced yes. and incredibly yeah. difficult, and there are arguments to be made on both sides. There are compromises. Even the question of when do you compromise politically, is it better to compromise and get something done or not compromise even if it means not get something done? I mean, people have written about this and, and talked about this ad nauseum for 300 years. So I think for us is that we're not going to weigh into things that aren't clearly and overtly moral and theological for the same reason we wouldn't yeah. tell you what car to buy or where to buy your groceries or what to do for a heart condition. It's not our area of expertise. And I think pastors in particular get in trouble in any in any number of areas when we try to speak about things at which we are not yeah. experts. Right? I think that's... Let's talk some about uh, what how Jesus was in his teaching in a very political climate, right? I mean, it's not it wasn't a a democracy, but there was a lot wrong with the Roman Empire. A lot of things he took could have taken aim at, and it was a powder keg. I mean, you remember that when Pilate is working through what to do with Jesus, he himself believes Jesus is innocent, but he's afraid of the Jews. Because he feared an uprising. So it's not just a, a political environment. It's one that the wrong move could spark a, 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 a violent, a right. violent out, uprising. So, yeah, incredibly politically charged. Yeah. And, and in the midst of that, he it's says stuff it. like, yeah. render to Caesar yeah. that which is Caesar's, render to God. That w- I mean, at a, that was a, in, uh, in response to a question. A political question. That right. was meant to make him choose, choose a side. Choose a side, yeah. yeah. And Jesus intentionally did not. Jesus was apolitical right there. And part of that's because, you know, when Pilate says to him, are you a king, right? And he's really saying, are you a threat to me? And Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this earth. If it was, my followers would right. rise up. Right. And, you know, I mean, that that was him basically saying, uh, and I, I read that as him saying to Pilate, you live in a small, yep. tiny Microcosm world. of what... Yeah. I am king over the universe and over human history, Right, we aren't even playing the same sport, pilot. Right. Well, and what a great thing to keep in mind and to have at the forefront of our minds when we see things playing out politically. That no, 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 this is such a small thing in comparison to the hope we have in Jesus. So, yeah, and I, I, you know, so I already mentioned minor prophets. The other one is Paul. I'm always surprised when he describes himself as a prisoner of Christ. Yeah. Right. He's yeah. not a prisoner of Rome. He doesn't say that. He, you, you have to kind of dig in to church history to and. You know, to know where he was when he wrote certain yeah. epistles, but he calls him. He says, "The one who's in charge of all things." Yeah, Which has is me interesting here because he will make the argument in the Book of Acts that he is uh, illegally imprisoned. Right, he's a citizen right. of Rome who's been right. mistreated. But when he thinks about himself in theological terms, he sees God at the helm, not Rome at yeah. the helm. Yeah, yeah, he wouldn't be. He wasn't telling his. You know the people who got in the letters. Uh, yeah, call write, your write your congressman. Get yeah, me, get out, me of out of here. here. Yeah, yeah. he was just saying, "I'm here as long as God wants me here. When God wants me out, I'll yeah. get out." He wasn't starting then. a talk radio program where for three hours a day he tells you what's wrong with the country, right? Yeah, yeah. Was, <laughs> yeah I think the other thing that I would say, the other reason why we must be apolitical, is because in the mission of Jesus to make disciples of all the nations, we have to let the gospel be the offense. Mm-hmm and not anything else. So we are going to unapologetically stand on God's Word. So we've done podcast episodes on a number we've talked about, uh, racism and and racial issues. We've talked about the transgender movement. We've talked about sexuality. We're not afraid to speak confidently and clearly 
on issues from God's word. But our mission is to reach lost people and disciple them. And what we we understand that means that we are going to see Democrats come to faith in Christ. We're going to see Republicans come to faith in Christ, and we maybe are see, even some Libertarians. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, and we're going to see we're going to see all of them shed their former identity, so that they will say, "I once thought of myself as a Republican. I once thought of myself as a Democrat, primarily, and I now think of myself as a follower of Jesus Christ." And what we can't do is. Uh, foolishly alienate some in our mission field because we are wearing on our sleeve an allegiance to a political party that i got to be honest with you in a couple hundred years probably won't exist anyways. Yeah. Right? So so our mission is much bigger than that. And we have to make sure that if we offend people, if we lose people, it's because we're saying things that God has told us to say and not because we're recklessly and foolishly saying more than he's told us to say. So as you say... What advice would you give? So we're, you know, we're recording this early September, probably be released sometime in October, headed into what shapes up to be a really contentious midterm election season. That would be my guess based on the way things are going. What advice would you give to Christians in navigating the next few months? I'll tell you the first piece of advice I'd give, and and especially if you're in a circle, but even if you're not in a circle, uh, ask people around you if you are out of whack with your political allegiance. Hmm. Say to them, do you think... And, and invite their honest feedback. Do you think I am unhealthy in the way I speak about political issues? Because I got to be honest, if you are that person, you do not think that's you right now. Okay, we. This is one of those things that you just can't see. Blind it. You to just it. can't. So invite people and don't go find the person who watches the same television programs and radio programs as you. That's why a circle is so helpful. If you can look across and go, hey guys. Um, is this something that I'm out of bounds about? And if it is, you need to correct it. Look, I have to ask myself this sometime with the Browns. I'm not, I'm serious, as silly as it is to say. I have to say, look, a Browns law should sadden me. It should not wreck my day, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And if it wrecks right. my day, then I need to ask some serious yeah. questions about whether I should even be watching the Browns because my children should expect me to be a loving and kind. My wife should expect me to be a loving and kind husband and father whether the Browns win or lose. And if that's not true, I, I have a problem, right? And I need to invite their feedback to that. So I think the starting point would be to say, I need to ask other people, am I out of bounds on this? And I need to be open to hearing that I am. Another thing would be, we we have just said that uh, CCC is apolitical. So uh, don't look for trigger words mm-hmm. to yeah. try to We're figure out whether we are right in. or left <laughs> or woke or not woke or anything like that. Don't look for those. We've just told you we're apolitical. Don't don't, don't do look that, for it. Yeah. especially during this time. Uh, and yeah, then, one thing I would say is like if you look around on the internet, uh, which is probably not a good idea for anybody to do, but <laughs> the idea is out there that churches are operating as kind of a Trojan horse for you know certain political right. movements, and you know people who are subscribing to that idea are look idea are looking, are looking for, for it. Oh, yeah. you said this word when you were talking about this issue, and so that means you must actually believe right. all of these things. We're, yeah, we're not. We're not doing that. I was just going to say, in heading towards November too. I mean, if you be aware of relationship is much more important than than who ends up winning or losing in this election. So don't let it divide you from loved ones and family members, or you know others, or your church. <laughs> if you you know in any way, shape, or form, and and just value that in a higher place. Yeah, than, don't have it break relationships. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jesus yeah. said, "Love your neighbor." He did not say, "Love your Republican neighbor right. or your Democrat oh, the one neighbor." That I think just about like Paul you. saying, "As much as it is possible, as much as it depends on you, 
live at peace with all people. Yeah. You know, you should not be the cause. You should not be the disruptor. You should not be the one alienating people. You should desire to love. I might go back to First Corinthians 13. You can do any number of things, but Paul says, if I don't, don't. have love, yeah. I, I am nothing. And when you read that description of love in First Corinthians 13, love is patient, love is kind, love doesn't boast, love doesn't, that doesn't sound like any politician or any politics I've ever heard of on either side. So you need to be wary that you're not trading love for politics. I think the other thing is this is where kind of putting something together that you're going to repeat to yourself I think can be so helpful. And it, and it is to say whatever you think the, the worst case scenario is, a particular person getting elected, a particular law getting passed or, or changed or whatever, you, you should almost repeat to yourself, if this thing I fear happens, okay, if it happens, Jesus is still king, God is still in control, God's plan will still move forward. He still loves me. He still calls me to love other people, right? Just to repeat that to yourself. And the other thing I would say is, that I, and I, I've said this a lot on this podcast, but I really believe this, 15 minutes of Bible and two yeah. hours of political radio or television makes you a disciple of a political party and not of Jesus. And I think you have to own that and confess that and repent of that. You cannot take in more political commentary than you take in the truth of God, or you will end up a disciple of someone other than Jesus. You've been listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we're going to look at topics and questions that are related to our faith in Jesus and to the way that it plays out in everyday life. We want your feedback. We want your suggestions. If you've got ideas or questions that you'd like to hear answered on the show, you can email us at churchunplugged at ccchapel.com. We would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.